Once upon a time, long, long ago. Funny, nothing ever happens nowadays. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out, and talk about what makes them so magical. Including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Today we are back with Fun and Fancy Free. Such a great way to end the year on this note because... Jiminy Cricket, y'all, the vibes in the beginning, his song, Fun and Fancy Free. This needs to be our anthem and our attitude for the new year. I'm just saying, this is this is it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so for, so for those who maybe have not seen this movie before, it kicks off with Jiminy Cricket singing this song, Fun and Fancy Free, and he's basically dancing on top of a newspaper with a bunch of terrible doomsday type headlines and he's like hey just be positive yeah be positive like let go of all the negativity that needs to be the vibe (laughs) going into 2023 let's enter walk into it just like Jiminy Cricket I know your news feed is flooded with doomsday style negativity (laughs) don't let it we don't need that kind of negativity in our life no way have Jiminy Cricket's attitude please and thank you (laughs) yeah so before we get talking about the movie too much, uh, let's get into some trivia, especially for those who maybe have never seen Fun and Fancy Free before. Yeah. So those with a keen ear might notice the voice for Willie the Giant sounds an awful lot like the voice for another character we all know and love, Sneezy. Now that you mention it, I can hear it. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Just They sound a lot alike, okay. that's all. it's very similar. Yeah, and our next bit of trivia, Krista, is about this song you were just referencing, mm-hmm. Fun and Fancy Free, sung by Jiminy Cricket himself. It was originally written for Pinocchio. Oh. And was then dropped from that movie. It reminds me a lot of Give a Little Whistle. Yeah, yeah, very similar feel, but not quite as catchy. Right. Uh, Speaking of Pinocchio, an early version of the script for Mickey and the Beanstalk was going to actually show Honest John Falfellow selling Mickey the magic beans. That, I wish they would have kept it. Yeah, it works. It totally works. And it explains where the beans come from. 100%. Yeah. Then Bongo, the first segment of this movie, was originally conceived as a possible prequel to Dumbo. Mm -hmm. And it was going to actually feature our favorite flying elephant in a scene. That would, I could totally see that during that whole segment when Bongo was on the train, I was thinking how much it reminded me of Casey Jr. Yeah, for sure. So apparently Bongo is kind of seen as being in the same universe as 100% works. Yeah, I, I see it. The young actress 
Luana Patton, who is having a birthday party in that kind of live action mm-hmm. segment for Mickey and the Beanstalk. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she also appears in some other Disney films, including Song of the South. Okay. So Dear to My Heart. Okay. And then she also features, I believe, as a voice in the Pecos Bill segment of our next movie, Melody Time. Oh, can't wait to see her or hear her if it's just her voice. Yeah, whichever one. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, so she had a little bit of a track record with Disney. And then Fun and Fancy Free, it marks the second time that Mickey has starred in an adaptation of Jack and the Beanstalk, with the first time being the 1933 Mickey short called Giant Land. I love that short so much. Yeah, it's a fun one for sure. And you can find it on Disney+. Plus. You absolutely can and you should. <laughs> Speaking of, again, Mickey and the Beanstalk, it marks the 11th time that Mickey, Donald, and Goofy were all together in a story, but it would be the last time they would star together until The Three Musketeers, which came out direct-to-video in 2004. I can't believe it was so long. Yeah, that's over 50 years. That's crazy, because they're just, they're the best together. Yeah, you think of those three going on adventures together. Yeah, they're classic besties. Exactly, but yeah, for over 50 years, they, they did not do any kind of film or short or anything together. The Three Musketeers has played <laughs> many a time in our household. Oh, yeah. Pre-Disney Plus days when I think it was on, like, Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, Kai found it at some point and got really into The Three Musketeers, and it played almost daily for, yeah. like, a year when he was about four. Yeah, parents, you know how it is. Your kids get fixated, they get fixated on, on one, one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... we, we talk about, like, one year it was Moana, one year it was Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. You know, yeah. we all have those. Yeah, absolutely. And now, a history lesson. So, the history for fun and fancy free. Mm -hmm. Get excited. Okay. I'm here for it. (laughs) All right. So, kind of like with Fantasia, Walt wanted to boost the popularity of his buddy Mickey Mouse. You might recall us Mm -hmm. talking about that back. Yeah, back with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Right. So he was looking for some new short films for Mickey to star in. Okay. Then animators William Cottrell and T. He, yes, that's the person's actual name, uh, they came up with the idea of the Mickey and the Beanstalk segment, but they actually had to convince Walt because he initially thought the story unsuited for the characters. And kind of like we talked about in the trivia, mm-hmm. Mickey had already been in a Jack and the Beanstalk themed yeah, kind of movie. Situation. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that was part of it too. But eventually the idea just made him laugh so much and they were able to convince him with their ideas. So uh, when he finally gave approval to move forward with it, the film was originally going to be called The Legend of Happy Valley, which does get mentioned. It does. In like the movie. that's what that whole area is called where they live is. Right. Happy Valley. Yeah. So the bongo segment, let's Mm -hmm. talk about it for a second, because it's not quite as famous as the Mickey and the Beanstalk one. 
It also began production around the same time, and it's actually based on a short story of the same name by author Sinclair Lewis. So yeah, here's the thing. Both segments, Bongo and Mickey and the Beanstalk, originally they were actually being developed as two separate low-budget feature films, kind of like Dumbo. Mm -hmm. But then you had the animator's strike in 1941 okay. that delayed production. And then just two and a half months after the strike was ended, the U.S. entered World War II. Mm. So, yeah, in fact, the script for Bongo was actually finalized on December 8th, 1941, the day after the strike on Pearl Harbor. Mm. Yeah. And on that same exact day, the U.S. Army shows up at Disney Studios <laughs> to ask Walt Disney for his help with the war effort. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, so a lot happening There's all at once. There's a lot culturally going on yeah. there in that time. Yeah, so so you'll notice if you see the title for this episode, Fun Fancy Free can't, didn't come out till 1947, yet both of these ideas were sitting around mm -hmm. since 1941. Right. Uh, so both Legend of Happy Valley and Bongo, they just went on the back burner. Sure. And eventually, these wartime restrictions mm -hmm. meant that both features would end up needing to be reworked as shorts and then used as part of the studio's package feature strategy. So that scene that they were thinking of with Honest John selling right. beans to Mickey, that's part of why it was cut. Got was it. That was There's one less scene. Time. There wasn't yeah. enough time or money to, to make it into a feature. So originally, Mickey and the Beanstalk was considered to be paired up with a different short, Wind in the Willows. No way. Yes. Love Wind in the Willows so much. We're actually going to get to that here in a couple of weeks. We are. Yeah. So, so that was kind of the original idea for the package feature was Mickey and the Beanstalk and Wind in the Willows, which okay. I could see that working. I, I could. Yeah. yeah. But it was then Walt Disney himself who decided, no, let's pair it with Bongo instead mm -hmm. to make it the fourth package feature that we know as fun and fancy free. Got it, okay. Wind in the Willows, of course, is later paired up with Legend of Ichabod Crane. We're gonna, We're get, gonna to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the movie was finally released. Bless. <laughs> on September 27th, 1947. It got mixed reviews from critics. <laughs> uh-huh. But it did decently at the box office, and it's credited for helping Disney Studios get back into a financial position where they could produce single narrative films like Cinderella Can't in 1950. Wait. Can't wait. So it, it still it still had its part to play. It did. It did, for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm interested in your personal history with this movie because we have not talked about this. We haven't. So had you ever watched Fun and Fancy Free before yesterday? Yes, I did. When, so when did you first see it? I saw it as a kid. It was not one that we owned, but it was funny because it was like as we were sitting there watching it, like I knew Fun and Fancy Free and I was like, yes, I've seen that before. I like uh -huh. I couldn't remember all of the movie, though. And so I was like, maybe I hadn't. Maybe I've just seen like bits and pieces here and there. But then it was funny because as we were watching the bongo segment, I was like, this is so familiar. Like I was like, <laughs> whoa, kind of like having like flashbacks. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Where did I see this? I used to watch this all the time at my grandparents' house. 
It was one of the VHSs that, like, they kind of, you know, they didn't have, like, a full Disney set, but, like, had a small collection for, like, when the grandkids came over and wanted to watch something. Oh, yeah. And so I distinct, I have, like, I was, like, watching the bongo scene. I was, like, I can smell my grandfather's office. We used (laughs) to watch this movie on this tiny little TV in my grandfather's office and I remember watching Fun and Fancy Free back there. Yeah. I mean, that was like me with 101 Dalmatians in the Jungle Book. We uh-huh. didn't own those movies. I always well, watched it at my grandparents. Yeah. And I mean, they're two of my favorites, too. But it's sure. like, I knew, okay, if I'm going over to Ann's house, pulling out yeah. 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, I can picture, like, the the my grandparents had this wallpaper that yeah. looked like newspapers. And I'm like, I can see it. I can picture myself sitting there. Watching Bongo, that segment in particular stood out to me in that office. Yeah. So this was my first time ever watching Fun and Fancy Free. I'm interested to hear your take on it then. Yeah. So I had literally never seen or even heard of the Bongo segment before looking up the trivia (laughs) for this movie because I had to get that part of it written first. Um, So I was like, what in the world is this Bongo thing? So I was curious about that. And then here's the deal. I have seen Mickey and the Beanstalk before as mm-hmm. a short mm-hmm. because Disney did later release both segments as standalone shorts. And and I swear what I remember of Mickey and the Beanstalk it is different than the way it's done in... Fun and Fancy Free. Fan, yeah, mm-hmm. like there wasn't the framing story of the girl's little girl's birthday party. With the ventriloquist. Yeah, there wasn't the ventriloquist. Yeah. Like, in fact, there was a completely different voice doing the narration to fill in the gaps. Okay, you know what? I'm pretty sure this you can find... I'll have to ask Kai because I know that he's watched this segment uh-huh. and they, they packaged it differently. It's either Scrooge McDuck or no, Professor Von Drake. I think you're it's right. Professor yes. Von Drake. It's yes. Professor I remi- Von Drake, that's and he right. has like a caterpillar or something. Yeah, there's like a he has like a little insect sidekick. Okay. So we're gonna okay. We'll have okay. to put it in the we'll show notes to, because yeah. I know it's on Disney Plus because Kai has watched it. Okay. And I need I think to find it. But... If you're a millennial, that's probably maybe what you remember. Yeah. About this movie, because I I distinctly remember like watching it yesterday. I remember, okay, I, a lot of it was coming back to me. I knew I had seen the entire yeah. thing as a kid, yeah. at least, the well, for Mickey and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. But I had seen a different version of it. I'm telling you, it's, we'll have to ask Kai, because I know he's watched it on there, and I remember it playing many times. Yeah. So, before we get into our main movie discussion, tell mm-hmm. me, how do you, since you grew up watching Fun and Fancy uh-huh. Free... And we so many of these package features have been new to us. Right. Like, how does it sit for you in the lineup of package features? So of the package features, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. You've got um, the nostalgia factor. I do. There. I totally have the nostalgia <laughs> factor there. But I just, you know, thinking of the past few package features that we've watched. Yeah. I do just think it's the best. One of the best, yeah. you know? Um, I just think the storytelling in it, other than the weird ventriloquist part that I don't, I didn't care for that. But um, <laughs> the rest of it, I think is great and fun and feels more like Disney than like what we've recently watched with like Make Mine Music that I just felt was so random, you know? Yeah. So yes, I think the nostalgia factor definitely helps. But I also just think... 
it the storytelling in this one is more well done than in some of the other package features that we've recently viewed. Yeah, I think so too. But but again, this was my first time watching it. So right. so it was just kind of again a fun experience to see like me knowing that I had seen Mickey and the Beanstalk before, just seeing how it was different than yeah, my memories. Very, very different for sure. Lights. Camera. Action. All right, let's talk about our favorite parts of fun and fancy free. Let's do. Krista? You know, I actually really like the bongo sequence. Okay. I just think there are several parts of it that are funny and it's different, but you just can't like... The the classics. By classics, you mean Donald, Mickey, and Goofy, of course. Yeah. So no surprise there. But were there any surprises in this movie for you? It did surprise me because I had forgotten this. I totally forgot with Bongo about the love taps. <laughs> Oh, that the whole yeah. that whole scene of like the slap. Yeah, the how they you show love with a slap song. Yeah. I totally forgotten that. And so at first I was surprised, like, wait, what is happening? And then the music starts and they're like explaining it in the song. Yeah. And I had just like forgotten that from watching it as a kid. So that surprised me. It took me by surprise for a minute. Okay. Yeah, no, that definitely took me by surprise as well. Wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it. What Kai? about you, Kai? I was unexpected how short it was. I thought it was gonna be a little bit longer. The whole movie? Yes. Like yeah. there's like, not gonna be just two. It's mm-hmm. gonna be like one, two, three. Yeah, well, of the package features that we've watched, there's been more like shorts segments. Right. So it did feel different to only have Bongo and then Mickey's magic beanstalk. Yeah. Just having the two parts. Yeah. What about the ventriloquist with his dummies? Did that take you by surprise? Because I felt like it kind of did when we were they watching it. They are nightmares. <laughs> not a fan of, not the a fan of the ventriloquist. I do not like them at all. They're a little on the creepy side. But when this movie was made, that was like really popular entertainment, yeah. I think. But we think it's pretty creepy now. Kids watching it at the time wouldn't have found it creepy. But we kind of find it a little unsettling now. (laughs) I mean, I could have done without it and just been fine with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy's whole story. For sure. Yeah, you didn't necessarily need the framing story. interrupting the movie. It did. It felt like those those ventriloquist dummies were interrupting it, didn't it? And they would just be quiet, please. I mean... And then, was there anything we noticed in the movie? That Cleo's in the movie. Cleo the fish? Yeah, there was a fish in there. It looked a lot like Cleo. Because that was sure. Cleo. It may have been. I didn't get a good enough look at, mm-hmm. at the fish to know. But you seem pretty certain about it. Me and Mom are. Okay. Seem pretty certain that it looks like Cleo. I mean, I just... I actually really loved that whole first song with Jiminy Cricket and just... What a great outlook on life. Fun and fancy free. Yeah, That's to the be, song. To be positive. I mean, what yeah. a great outlook on life. I loved, I just, I noticed the, you know, when he was kind of like jumping on those big books. Yeah. Some of the titles like were, you know, really heavy and long and overwhelming. Right. And so I just thought that that was like 
funny little details to put in there while he's talking about, you know, just living fun and fancy free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know that there was anything per se that I noticed in this movie that stuck out to me like, oh, that's cool that they added that in there. Um, it just didn't hit me quite that way. But kind of like I talked about in the personal history section, having seen Mickey and the Beanstalk before as a short, the framing story took me by surprise mm-hmm. because the dummies I don't re- Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. that being a part of it when I saw the short. And I actually tried to find just the short version of mm-hmm. it on Disney Plus and couldn't find it because I was like, well, am I remembering this wrong mm-hmm. or but anyway, that's what took me by surprise was was that whole interruption Correct. <laughs> of yeah, the story. That whole part of the storytelling. Interrupt Mickey. Right. Right. Okay, let's get into our game questions then. So I've got one question per segment since got we've it. got two halves to this movie. So we're going to start with Bongo. As you were just talking about, Krista, (laughs) in Bongo, we find out that bears have a very, well, unique way of communicating affection for one another. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, slapping is their love language. (laughs) Take it for what it is. Right. So that got me to thinking about the five love languages for for us humans. Mm -hmm. So we've got... Words of affirmation, mm-hmm. acts of service, yes, giving gifts, spending quality time, mm-hmm. and then physical touch. So that's my question is what is your love language? My love language, 100%, is words of affirmation. Now, is that for receiving or for giving? I think both. Okay. Um, quality time is a very close second. But words of affirmation is definitely, like, how I give love. I like to be encouraging, and um, I definitely, like, thrive on encouragement myself. And so if somebody, like, notices and says something to me, like, you did a really good job on that or something like that, that means way more to me than somebody, like, giving me a gift as a thank you. I appreciate it. But if you just, like, send me a card or tell me or, like, you know, tag me or something on social media just to be, like, I really appreciated this that you did when it goes noticed as an Enneagram 2, that means a lot to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't feel noticed a lot of times. So just words is all I need. Yeah. And then, Kai, how about you? What is your love language? Mom and I know. but Touch. Yes. (laughs) Physical touch, bless. Yeah, you are a cuddle bug. You always have been. Mm -hmm. We joke all the time about how when you were a baby and we first brought you home, how you liked to sleep in the H position between (laughs) me and mom. Yep. You have the same love language for giving and receiving. (laughs) You you need touch for both sides. But I would say a close second for you is quality time. 100%. You love just spending time together with with family with friends Mm -hmm. that says a lot for you too what do you what does mama tell you sometimes about her touch quota sometimes i reach my touch quota right like i have to tell you sometimes i've (laughs) sometimes i i've reached my touch quota and i love you so much but i do love to cuddle 
Jonathan, what's yours? Um, I do not have the same one for giving or receiving. Mm -hmm. So I tend, if I'm showing love to someone else, I like giving gifts. Mm -hmm. That tends to be my thing. I like showing up with like... A surprise. A surprise. Yeah, I, I like doing those sort of little things for people and giving little gifts. I have a more difficult time with receiving gifts from people. So in terms of receiving, it's really more for me about quality time. Mm-hmm. I like spending time with people and just enjoying a moment together, enjoying an experience together. Mm-hmm. That is really how I like to receive affection. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now let's get into our question for Mickey and the Beanstalk. Yay! Yes, so we meet a character in this who is not Mickey Donald or Goofy. We meet a living magical harp. Mm -hmm. So that got me to thinking, what musical instrument would you pick to come to life and make music? So I had to think about this because I kept going back and forth between a piano and a violin. Okay. Um... I'm sticking with piano just because I think that there it's just it's a diverse instrument. There's a lot like you could be very classical, you could be super Pop. you could be super jazzy with it. Like there's lots of different styles and things you can do with piano and I used to play the piano so I think I'm partial to that one. So that's what I would choose is piano. Okay. What about Hi, you? How Kai? about you? The guitar. The yeah. guitar. Who, want, who doesn't that, want to rock and roll? That, Would it be like an electric <laughs> guitar? Oh, yes. I'll say that's different than what you told me in the car earlier when we were talking about this. Oh, I was just saying option that I would choose. Because you told me banjo. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's... I'm the guitar family, I was saying maybe that. Maybe. <laughs> okay, but an electric yeah, guitar. Yeah, a close second. Okay, so electric you, guitar. I close eighth. A close eighth. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we would have a living electric guitar. Okay. As he plays <laughs> He's playing air, air guitar. guitar right now. I know everyone could hear that. So, um, yeah. And then I would go with the bagpipes. <laughs> you are channeling your inner Scrooge McDuck, I think. You would go with the bagpipes. I just think living bagpipes would be funny, and then you could send them on their way to follow people around for a day or so, and, you know, just play a little prank on people with with your living bagpipes. That's what I think. For my fellow (laughs) Friends fans, all I can think of is Ross Geller playing. Yeah, this is a a happy place. This is not a place for Friends. Jonathan doesn't like Friends. This is a place for Disney magic. I understand that, but come on. Let's go to the parks. Okay, I'm always interested in this with the feature. Yeah. With the package Package features. features. Yeah. Let's talk about park connections <laughs> for this so one. So there, there's a couple. There's not a okay. lot. And there's a couple that I'm going to mention are not necessarily exact, but they go. Sure. Okay. So we're just, we're going to do that. So first of all, I just have to mention the fact of you can meet Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, character meet and greets, 
all throughout the parks, both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah. So many different opportunities to meet them. You can do character dining with them. You can, I mean, there's places all over that you can see them. I always tell my clients utilize um, both the Disney World app, obviously, if you're at Disney World, Disneyland app, obviously, if you're at Disneyland. Um, and there is little character experiences where you can find them on the app and see where they are. But I love doing all the different meet and greets with classic characters because when you meet them at different places throughout the parks, they're always in different outfits and it's adorable. I wish they would do a fun and fancy free Wouldn't that be cool? For like, Mickey, I feel Donald, like they need to do that maybe at like one of the Halloween parties or something. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be so great. That would be a great one. It would be. So yeah, have not ever seen them in their fun and fancy free outfits, but it would be cool. But you can see them dressed up many different ways all throughout the year. And so you definitely cannot visit the parks without meeting those three. Secondly, so because of Bongo, Bongo's a bear, yes. right? Obviously. So while I was watching this and I was thinking like, how are there any park connections? Not to Bongo specifically. However, there is the country bear jamboree <laughs> at Walt Disney World. Yeah. If you are a Disney fanatic, then you know what the country bear jamboree is. If you did not like grow up on Disney or you've never been to the parks before, you may be going, what's the big deal about this? So this was something <laughs> that was an idea that was supposed to be at like a ski lodge that Walt wanted to create. And that idea got abandoned. <laughs> And so, yes. so the country bears kind of became these iconic characters that just among Disney fans, basically. So there's the show at Disney World. It's no longer at Disneyland, but at Disney World, you can watch this 10 minute show with animatronic bears called the Country <laughs> Bear Jamboree. And it's so ridiculous, but it's also so fun. Um, and then with that, you can also cite some of the country bears like the country bear Wendell. You can often see him in Frontierland. This all happens in Frontierland. Mm -hmm. So if you're in Frontierland, go see the Country Bear Jamboree. If nothing else, it's a great 10 minute rest in the AC to stretch your legs and give your feet a rest. Um, and then if you want to see Wendell, he's usually out and about. And sometimes if you catch it right, the country bears may be out in Frontierland doing a line dance. Mm. So we have not seen that. Somehow we've yeah, missed it every time, we, but they're there. Yeah, we haven't seen it. And while we're still at Walt Disney World, I don't see this in your notes, but you told me about it yesterday. So at the end of the movie, we see Willie the Giant mm -hmm. on a very famous stretch of Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. I do need to mention that. I'm so <laughs> glad that you said that. Okay. So yes, at the end of the movie, you see Willie Giant going through Hollywood. You see like the Hollywood sign. You see Grauman's Chinese Theater. Uh -huh. You see... He picks up the Brown he Derby. He picks up the Brown Derby. Yeah. So... At Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, where Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is, that is the Chinese, the Grauman's Chinese yeah, Theater. Yeah, it's a replica. That's of a replica. It's a mm -hmm. replica of the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Where that's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway now, which is my favorite ride at Hollywood Studios. It used to be where the Great Movie Ride was. So you see that iconic 
little piece in Hollywood Studios. And then you can also eat at the Hollywood Brown Derby in Hollywood Studios. So those are a couple of park connections restaurant-wise at Walt Disney World that tie in with the end of Fun and Fancy Free. Yeah. So now we're going to move over opposite coast Disneyland and over at Disney's California Adventure, there's a whole area called Grizzly Peak. So I love this area in DCA because it is beautiful. Yeah. It literally feels like you're in the Redwood Forest. Yeah. Truly. Like it's, it's just a gorgeous part. Like you do not feel like you're at a Disney park. Right. So there's this mountain, basically what they created and it's called Grizzly Peak because it's in the shape of a bear. Yeah. And so it's such a great place. Number one, get some good pictures by it. It's so awesome, but like, it's beautiful. There's like waterfalls. There's all these quiet trails back there. You have the Grizzly River run as well. Yep. But um, little side note mom tip for you. If you want like a natural sound machine in a quiet area for your baby <laughs> or, you know, toddler to take a nap, go in this area, go through this little area because there's just like waterfalls everywhere and it's, yeah. it's so peaceful back there and quiet. So yeah, we talked about this section in the Bambi episode. We did. And, and once again, when we were watching Bongo and the whole theme of him being a circus bear who wants to live in, live the, in wild, the forest, mm-hmm. I felt like watching that segment, like, Oh, this, this feels like the it grizzly peak area. Grizzly it feels peak. like Bongo's forest. It 100% <laughs> does. And you know, we also mentioned this in Bambi too. And I think it goes well, you know, because of the forest theme with Bongo, but places like the, um, you know, Wilderness Lodge, total, mm-hmm. total forest vibes there. And then um, the Grands Californian over yeah. at Disneyland, which I talked about in that episode too. Also two beautiful resorts. Um, I think if you're a nature lover, you should stay at either of those resorts because they're fantastic, but definitely has forest vibes, lots of trees and things like that there. So those are the park connections. Like I said, they're not exact necessarily, but they are there. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Time for a pro tip. My pro tip for you today is to give the gift of experiences over things. We made the decision as a family a few years ago that instead of spending the money on toys that were going to lose their newness and break and get lost, instead, we would take that and we would put that towards trips together because memories last forever, things don't. And I'm so glad that we made that decision and our now nine-year-old is at the point where he would much rather us go on a trip together and have those experiences as a family than get a bunch of toys under the tree. We talk about our family trips together and the memories that we made over the years all the time. We love talking about our favorite things and what we experienced and what we want to do again and what the new things are we want to do next time. It's so fun and we love to look back at pictures and those memories are going to last forever. He's going to grow up remembering all of these things. He's not always going to grow up remembering every single gift he ever got for his birthday or Christmas or any other holiday. So my tip to you is 
think about that. Think about giving the gift of experiences over things, and I would love to help you to get there. If that's something you'd like to do, be sure to contact me. We'll put in the show notes my Facebook page and my website. You can contact me at either one of those places, and I would love to help your family make these memories together. Hey, you know what else is fun and fancy free? What? Telling a friend or two about the show so they can join the fun. Uh, Enough of that, though. I'm off to go find some more magic beans with Mickey. Sounds like a plan. Next time, we're going to meet up with our favorite duck when we discuss melody time. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries, nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only. 